welcome to episode 14 of the Nicely Done podcast. I'm Satya. I'm a writer and I live in Boston. Hi everyone. I'm Amrita and I am a journalist and I live in New York. A special welcome to all of us who didn't have the best high school experience. While pop culture sells it as a pivotal experience, let me tell you, you didn't miss out and it only gets better with age. So chin up and cheers to keeping it fun in our 20s and maybe even a little bit more fun in our 30s. Yes, yes to fun in 30s absolutely. Um even like almost a decade later looking back at high school me um through some of the shows that we're going to talk about today um it's like uh it's it's like such a smack of nostalgia. I love it. I can't wait. Really? I did not have the best high school experience and honestly for the longest time in my life I felt like I missed out on something that is so important and I think I watch a lot of high school movies and TV and even until like probably mid 20s I used to read young adult fiction. I think all of those all of that was an attempt to like kind of capture some of you know some something great about my own high school which I think left a really big void to be honest and this was a void that didn't exist I don't think in India you have a high school culture. you know there's no prom there's no sense of like this should be fun everyone's all heads down and like studying because yeah. at the end of high school you have to give all these exams but even just looking at things on tv you just feel like oh god i'm missing out i'm missing out and i want to tell like 17 year old satya that it's all fine it's going to work out uh you probably missed out on fun when you were like 15 16 or whatever but you kind of more than make up for it Yeah. So Satya what are we going to talk about today? Today we are going to talk about a TV show called Never Have I Ever. It's a Netflix show uh it's set in the sitcom format. It's a show brought to you by Mindy Kaling and Lang Fisher. Uh Mindy Kaling is a big figure in the Indian American uh cultural diaspora and Lang Fisher is someone who worked with her on Mindy project and uh, both of them came together to do this show Never Have I Ever. which was supposed to be the def- not the definitive but like a, a a very nuanced and close look into how the indian american experience is and through the lens of a teenager and uh, there was a lot of like excitement when the show was even announced because uh, finally we are getting the show where there is an uh, indian american slash when we say indian american i think we mean indian subcontinent uh indian subcontinent uh main character and like you know they're not just like a supporting uh nerd in the class or you know it's not that they're just bringing curry to the table there is more and uh people were very excited and netflix also knows that india is a huge huge uh consumer of uh television and uh, sitcoms so they were also very excited to add more viewers so I remember actually where I was I was in this uh, I was in my own house in um, uh Sunnyvale in California when the first season dropped it was very early on into the pandemic I was so interested to see what Mindy did with the show and I had very mixed reactions to the first season itself but I I remember watching it and I think that drives on the point and the most important point for people who commission this shows that there is a huge appetite for this kind of uh television and writing uh what was your first impressions of the first season how did you watch it 
yeah the first season i think the you're right there was so much chatter about it being something big right like the first time you're going to see a south asian family on screen that i remember there was so much um, just talk about how the the girl who was cast uh, the girl who plays devi vishwakumar um she ha- like there was this whole thing about how she was cast out of like thousands of girls to play this like pivotal part in a new teenage comedy um and mindy kaling i think i i wouldn't call her like a big figure in the diaspora i think she's more like an american figure only hmm. i don't know how much like she ha- enjoys popularity with india and indians i think most of us know mindy kaling for the office but of course she did she's a, she was a writer on the office as a, an actor but she also wrote uh, a the very funny show that both of us love so much which is the mindy project and she stars in it and she is hilarious so i think her popularity and her stardom also got a lot of people excited um and she was going to write about like south asians which is great i think um, i was medium excited i'm not someone who watches a lot of like uh, teen tv so i i have to say i only watched it because she was in it otherwise i mean because she had written it otherwise i wouldn't have like sought it out but it left me feeling somehow like like you said mixed feelings about it but not really like waiting to see what happens in season 2 i was kind of like okay with it uh, yeah. it seemed like a good thing that it was there on tv for us to watch though season 1 had several problems with it that like when you watch as an indian it was not working for many many like uh, points and layers it seemed fine uh, but nothing had me really waiting for season 2 uh, the only thing that it had going for itself at that point was that it was the first south asian mainstream comedy show on netflix but it failed to kind of make a splash on its own for its own story Yeah. um and that's something that i think was very off i think we were talking about this earlier but i do think that was received very well i remember that part and like the western media really liked it everyone hailed it as the best thing on tv and the new coming of age show that you must watch um and that really felt incongruous with like what i was feeling after i watched it yeah um and we're going to talk a little bit more about that now now that season 2 was out and satya and i we watched season 2 and we want to like talk about how the second season compares with the realities and expectations of the first one yeah the second season uh dropped on july 15th and uh, it picks up where the first season leaves off which is that maybe uh maitri and her mother nalini are going to move back to india following the death of her father to get more family support and how she was going to sort of uh deal with like affections from two boys and um, you know very parallel storylines not really merging anywhere but sort of this was where she was left with a lot of like figuring out left to do for her um and uh you're right even though i did watch the show like i binged the show i think it was more of a case of where i was and like you know so early on the pandemic i i think all of us were just like why do we have infinite time and we watched everything i think anything that dropped on netflix was just like reaching crazy numbers because everyone suddenly was just at home so i didn't really have a lot of curiosity with like how she was going to like navigate life because it was not like a cliffhanger or anything like that um 
or even the characters were not to me so memorable that I I really I was like dying to watch them again. Exactly. Um, but what did stay with me even a few weeks after watching the show um and probably one of the only reasons why I was very uh, interested to watch it in addition to it being like Indian American and like right there in that cultural like you know sweet spot for us is uh, the main leads chemistry and on screen presence maitri ramakrishnan is um from canada she is a tamil canada. her family were refugees uh from sri lanka so um maitri was auditioned from like 15000 girls uh and she kind of like emerged as the obvious choice and she has spectacular screen screen presence for someone who's never worked in like tv before and she's so watchable she has i think like really good comic timing and she can also kind of do emotional scenes and i think the parts about her dealing with her father's death uh were the most convincing parts for me even in season 1 more than oh how am i going to get the hottest boy to like come up yeah. to me or something it was not like it was not believable but i think the emotional scenes were like really strong for her um so i was very excited to see maitri back on screen to see how she had grown in the couple of years and by this time time had put her on like 100 most influential people lists and she was called like a breakout performance uh, breakout star and all of this had happened and i was just very interested to see what she would do in season 2 To be honest it felt like they just shot both seasons at a stretch i don't really see yeah, any difference in her right yeah 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 you're right and i just felt a sense of like that sherman oaks and this whole setting was in a place that i can't believe is a real place you know my first thing was it's in a la suburb isn't it supposed to be one of the most diverse places in the world like how is there only one indian kid at school yeah like when the second indian kid came she was so shocked and i'm like okay if this was like something in idaho or like some place where there are like not many immigrants i can get it this does not feel like a 2020 story where there's just one indian kid in a pretty big city suburb in california yeah yeah and Which even is- when uh, her mom says that i i really this is so exciting i really want you to have indian friends that seems so off because the immigrant families in the us kind of try and have built like a culture here it seems yeah. impossible that uh devi's mom doesn't have a group of south asian friends who yeah. she goes to who are her support system that doesn't seem possible at all it's especially really weird that there were no other indian kids at school because we do see that there's a ganesh puja celebration and there were like all these other indian families and kids around and i'm like where are all these kids then you know yeah. this, yeah. Is, this is supposed to be her community right and yeah. there are and i think it's nice for us to see devi's experience through her point of view and being like okay this is the indian experience we're getting and not five other uh similar storylines i guess that's why they didn't have supporting characters but it just did not feel real for me uh, those were kind of like our first impressions and now we're going to talk a little bit about what really worked for us and i as i mentioned before one thing that really worked for me was like the uh, protagonist uh, devi vishwakumar who's played by maitri ramakrishnan her performance i think she has she's really beautiful she is very 
uh, I I like it that she's not given a lot of makeup and touch ups. Her hair also feels very natural, except when she's going to a party. I think she's like decked up a little bit more. She looks like a sweet teenager, and I think Mindy Kaling had actually talked about this while she was auditioning that she wanted someone who would look authentically like a Indian kid who was fifteen, sixteen. Um, and she was like a lot of twenty-eight year old Bollywood stars were kind of auditioning for this role, and she was like, I did not look like this in high school, and. I mean- yeah i mean if she had extended the same courtesy to the other people in the high school because sure devi looks like she's 16 no one else does i mean everyone yeah. else looks so made up and like which is why maybe she stands out yeah you know? yeah i think paxton does not definitely look like a 16 17 year old uh and i think yeah i think her reactions and how she talks all of that is very authentic to a teenager because she is she is uh 19 now and i think she was 17 when she started shooting the first season so she is literally playing someone her own age which is always really nice not yes. that you have to play it to the t of like month and year but ballpark is generally more believable right yeah. um but yeah and I don't really love any of the supporting characters enough for them to be a big draw for me. Uh I think Purna Jagannathan is nice, uh but I know you are a big fan and you want to talk about it. So yeah, the one other thing apart from Maitri's screen presence, the one thing that really worked for me in this season and the almost the reason that I was still hanging on because um I think in the whole season the first few episodes for me were the weakest because devi's figuring out her boy situation and to me devi seems like a smart kid like who has hopes to go to princeton and like very ambitious mom and uh, she talks about such she talks about like some really deep and relatable things in therapy that she goes to and stuff i was just very disappointed because the first few spoiler alert but the first few episodes have her figuring out her boy situation who she wants to date that seems so off brand for me the But thing the- that kind of lifts some of these episodes um is the character of uh, nalini who's devi's mother and she's played by uh, indian american actress poorna jagannath and uh, i was looking through her list her body of work and she's done she was the mom in the night off which is also something that like i think so many people can look at that dramatic role of this other immigrant mother who's son is in prison to this like really fancy like doctor in in america who's dealing with the loss of her husband and raising her teenage daughter in an american high school um by herself now i think that purna jagannath has great screen presence you can tell that she's a more practiced actor and she kind of sometimes my my pet peeve with this show that we're going to talk about later is how it almost feels like these are the two women who are only doing all of the work in the show and that that kind of contrast is also very stark because all of poona's scenes with someone else you can really tell that like this is an immensely watchable person who has not maybe given not been given great lines or doesn't have enough to do but she's kind of just like picking it up as an actor so there's bad writing and there's bad acting but i think here bad writing still has a good actor uh, same case with maitri i think that even in scenes that are not written well i think maitri is a little charming you know so she still picks it up 
anyway supurna plays this strict no nonsense decent widow who is dealing with the loss of her husband uh, she kind of like you feel like there's the disconnection with her daughter in season 1 her relationship with her daughter is a little fixed and now she's moving on to other things in her life you see her at work which is great you see her actually you know having moved out of the phase where she's a grieving widow and you see her go into work you see her try to sell her business to move back to india she's thinking about what she wants to do with her family and she's thinking if she wants to move them to india which i think in season 1 felt like kind of like an eventual storyline since the since her husband had passed in season 2 they kind of address it and then they forget about it like after she realizes that she doesn't want to move to india it felt so abrupt and not necessary to me but um, anyway she's dealing with these two big decisions the first one is the move to india and the second one is how and if she will move on from her late husband and what that means to her as like a mother as a woman in america does she date again how does she navigate that space what happens to her relationship with devi in that case and all of that um she's also funny she has like very these she's been given these curt lines with um, with her daughter there is some kind of chemistry between the two as well as mother daughter i think um there are some places where it's unnecessarily strict like you feel like indian moms have always on tv or south asian moms are always given this kind of like really strict like you know um you can't talk to boys you have to get a's in school and everything is like they kind of like they become these like um figures of terror for uh kids immigrant kids here i don't know and she is that person unfortunately in the show she's kind of someone who devi feels like she can't go and talk to and she's just um yeah mom is strict and mom wants this and i think at some i point, think i think at some point devi makes this reference she is tutoring another kid at school and she says i'm going to be your indian mom and i was like well i mean i see what she means but it's a little unnecessary um i'm kind of like done with that trope of having this really strict and really like uncool yeah. uh, no nonsense indian mother on screen yeah uh, it- has been given that role but i think she starts to step out of that out of those boundaries a little bit sorry what were you saying no no i was just going to say i don't buy it i i feel like this feels like an indian mom from like early 90s yeah. Yeah. it does not feel 20 years now because indian moms she's a young indian mom she must be what 45 in the yeah. show she is with the times she lives in a big city near a big city if not in a big city and she is edu- she's educated she's working she's seen the world i think i think the way the season opens itself was a bit of a turn off with purna being like 500% over the top pissed about uh devi having something to do with a boy and i'm like it's such a lost opportunity to kind of bring out how uh moms indian moms now feel about their teenagers dating because it cannot be so like who is not aware that kids are not date are dating now i don't understand and i think it's a little regressive approach to showing that indian parents don't allow dating um and it's a little step back because they are getting there i have cousins who are older than me who are very cool and they have other hang ups they are still strict but they are aware that 
these are india they like you said uh, when we were discussing the show a week ago they are very aware that they are bringing up american kids um so it feels kind of misplaced and it feels like something that probably happened to mindy when she was in school yeah. than something that would happen today also i like purna and i really liked her in delhi belly and all that but i'm not a huge fan um she was good but i think she was really let down by the writing she could have been really great yeah. i don't think she was ever given a really good shot at being like a really good uh, character in the show it was like very stereotype stereotype provide conflict uh, sort of character written for her and i also think that whole conflict of okay a huge major life change has happened do we continue living in america or do we go back home i think in times of crisis uh, immigrants do generally think of should i go back to like my support and it's a really heartbreaking thing to realize that the people back home have also moved on you go back to a half life so you don't really know your place and the whole way that she kind of figures that out and like oh god the supporting characters who help her figure that out i think that was my biggest sort of disappointment on the show because it's something that i think about it's something a lot of people around me think about and for that very obvious and easy sort of resolution where she realizes her mom doesn't have time for her it feels like a cop out i realize this is not that show where you go deep into emotions and like give a very nuanced sort of like understanding it's supposed to be a sitcom and all that but i still feel like it was just the easy way was taken yeah and yeah and it would have been a nice thing to show even if you established purna jagannath's character as some kind of stereotypical mom in season 1 this was a place for her to do more right because that establishment is done now what would you do with nalini that could have been such a fun space and i think i mindy, think mindy kaling uh, even in mindy project she wrote about how her mom was a doctor and she grew up around like that whole you yeah. know energy but none of that really comes through i don't know it feels like a very half written character um it would have been great to have even in that one scene where she comes she walks in on devi and her boyfriend and they're in the room there could have been instead of being like screaming at her and saying don't talk to boys don't it could have been something like you know maybe she thought of like because indian moms think about this all the time that their kids will date how will it be who will they date and all of that but you know i have uh, even my cousins who are growing up here they have a really cool relationship with their mom about all of this because they have friends who are indians who are non indians the parents know that one day you know there's going to be relationships that are in the kids life and i think it's a very off brand thing for even mindy kaling to put in a show because it's not indian it's not Amer- it's nothing it's not the immigrant experience at all anymore yeah. so yeah and another way coming back to purna the one last thing that i wanted to say that like i think i noticed the effort in the show was just you know i think in season 1 she's still kind of like the there's still grief but i think they put her in season 2 as someone who's trying to move past it one thing i read uh, that uh, kind of felt very cool is how they played with her clothes like she wears a lot of like really like she she's more put together in this she knows how to dress she goes for like these networking events she's wearing a nice jacket she goes on like a is it a date is it not a date uh, she's navigating this space of like dating which is 
like it's kind of new to show that kind that indian mother in the us kind of and i think that's like a good space but they didn't do enough with it they just kind of like threw it in the show and then they just like left it at that but even then i think her clothes speak a lot about like she's professional she's a doctor she's doing well for herself there's a lot of talk about the necklace that poorna jagannath wears on the internet um and you know it's a lot of they i can see that there is effort to define her character through how she wears and she doesn't need to look like one really bogged down by everything and like everything sucks and you know she she there's some thought behind her wardrobe and um, i thought that was good yeah. um i i don't know if this is a thing and i want to ask you if you noticed it there's a scene in which her character is planning to go out on a date and she's standing in front of the mirror and she looks at her hand and she takes off her ring it's a very western thing and she's wearing a full mangalsutra and like she wears and goes and that's the mangalsutra that's that the is, that people are talking about that is that's the tamil mangalsutra oh yeah so and i'm like wait so this ring coming off is for who and oh. there's no nod to the oh. mangalsutra so i'm like what what is happening i don't know why they could not have made it an actual indian thing yeah yeah I, i didn't know it was that i thought it was just something that she wears it's something that's mohan's kind yeah, of like every community's mangalsutra looks different so even in telugu tamil there's a difference and i think and that's the tamil oh i see anyway so that was uh, that was nalini um i one thing i hope that if they do have a season 3 which i don't really need at all uh but if they do there should be a little more written about who nalini is what yeah. she really wants enough about her just being devi's mom i think i know the shows about devi and like you really need to focus on it but i would there there's more there's so much scope to write about like a middle aged indian mom in the us like that would be so cool to just explore and uh, if there is a season 3 i want to see more of nalini um and not have her just deal with like her family all the time i think i'm like sick of it now so anyway i think those are two things that we still felt like the show did kind of like justice to these two characters but i think overall uh we also notice that there's a lot that doesn't work in the show and it kind of doesn't work in several departments but these are the few things that we thought that the show could have done better so yeah and this uh, is us not nitpicking i genuinely wanted this to work and maybe i never have ever needs to exist so that next year there's a better show that comes along because this has proved the watchability and you know the commercial value of having an indian actor on screen so these are more of like notes for us to like kind of try and see why you know we need to keep pushing the conversation forward yeah so what is like what are the few things for you that you were what like you just couldn't stand in the show where do we begin one thing that always bothers me when i'm watching indian americans or uh indians depicted by others let's say is generally like 
the clothes, the ornaments, the food and all that and like how that's portrayed, I feel like they always pick the most, the brightest colors and yeah, maybe we wear a lot more color than Western, uh, Western counterparts, but I just feel like it's like Parvati Patel and Padma Patel's uh, Ghagras in Harry Potter all over again. Like here was Emma. Uh, oh God, that was so bad. Yeah, she was looking gorgeous. And then Parvati Patel, who in the book was supposed to be dressed really nicely. I'm like, who picked out these like pink and orange things? Like, I don't understand. And there's actually like a spoof thing where she posts herself in like really nice lehengas, the actress. And every time she's like, I'm sorry I did you wrong. <laughs> Indian kids, this is how it should be. And it's like that. Like, why are you picking the most strangest, like, sort of ensembles? Yeah. And, uh, and it's not even done with that layer of, like, they don't always know how to wear Indian clothes. And they just pick something and think that goes. It's It's the third layer of, like, the people who are picking these things don't know how, like, you know, all of this goes together. Yeah, and the same thing about like someone paid attention to Purna Jagannath wardrobe. Why did, why was no one paying, like she's wearing like, uh, I think Anita Dongre and like nice like pants, loose pants with like loose kurtas. Why the hell is everyone else dressed like they're going for like, uh, they're always going for a wedding. Like it's just. Also, what weddings are these? <laughs> My God, like the first, and South Indians are supposed to be a little, uh, uh, sober and like you know not like yeah. yeah and i get it that's also a stereotype maybe but like i was so pissed off when she comes home from the airport and what indian mom is not at the airport waiting for their daughter who has recently lost her husband okay yeah. firstly and then she is just standing in the living room, like wearing a Her mom, you mean, yeah. The brightest, Purna's mom, Nalini's mom, the, the brightest pink sari I think anybody could find. Uh, and like the most amount of gold jewelry. And she was just like, whatever. And I was just like, okay, you can show wealth and like life goes on. Also, if anything happens to your children, Indian parents feel like their life is over. No one's going to weddings and like, you know, being like, yeah, yeah, my daughter will figure it out. It's fine. Okay. You don't need to show that. You can at least show, does it have to be like her mother does not care about her for Purna or Nalini's character to decide she doesn't want to move to India? It felt a little too like rough. Honestly, everything about that sequence was horrible. When Nalini goes to India, she has the worst fucking trip ever. She goes, her parents are setting her up with a 70-year-old dying man. It was yeah. so off. And the Indian, Indian, uh, uh, the help, household help is always like doing the Indian head bob for everything. And I'm like, they don't, we don't do that. Do, do Westerners know that we don't sit around going like this at home? Also, like, like come on, better representation of general yeah. homes in India. It just, it feels like no one from the writing team has ever been to. Yeah, I'm just like, I really truly believe it. I don't know how Mindy Kaling can let a scene like that fly. So many, and the scenes in, that's what I think Mindy is kind of also like, that's her strength to write an immigrant household. That's fine. Yeah. But when she goes to India, it's all like chaos. Because yeah. 
what that is smells everything looks off yeah. the houses look so staged and like whose house who's which indian houses like this yeah and it was so off and uh it was just so painful to watch and i guess she's playing off of caricatures to kind of drive home a point but i don't think the right point is being driven home here yeah you know and i also feel like the accents of these supporting characters are awful man total piss off for me like my god why can't indians talk like indians if they are in india i understand indian americans talking with an accent couldn't you have cast someone who lives in delhi for that role or talks like that it's so off and you are just like you don't know where you are right now are you in sherman oaks are you in india like what's mom, happening right? yeah, yeah. and the form has this weird and it's it you can't place it you're like where is this woman from yeah yeah and it just brings you out of the story and you're just like what is happening even that uh, her cousin kamala a whole other issue but the guy she dates his accent my god i don't know why no one went through like things of like can you talk like you you are indian you don't need to do you don't need to talk like how you think an indian talks like yeah and i think the point of maybe having this like south asian big show is to kind of bust some of these things right wasn't no not the point of it i'm saying that like if mindy kaling has a show on netflix she can do so much more for these smaller issues like you know for for years people have like mocked and like kind of like spoken about the indian accent and like how it's funny and then it's not and then don't make fun of it and everyone there has so much has evolved why does kamala's boyfriend talk like that and why does he why does why does it get a free pass in mindy kaling show that is very pissing off you know yeah it is and honestly one of my favorite supporting characters that do uh it's is aziz ansari's dad played by his actual dad in master of none he mm. is so funny because he talks like himself i'm sure he talks like that in real life his accent and it's a really a slice of life kind of a show so there's no real story it's like personalities and stuff so it's a different kind of a treatment i get it but i don't know like i just hate the way like supporting characters talk to each other and uh the clothes they were wearing the props they were carrying and it all just felt like it came from a kit of let's make this indian somehow okay what was something that didn't work for you i think going off that the side characters are big big like negative in the show i think they not only have nothing to add but they pull the whole show down in any scene that someone who is like generally purna or maitri is in a scene that they are not in it's so unwatchable the side characters and there's many of them like that's unfortunate too <laughs> because there's devi's friends uh, two her two best friends are fabiola and elenor I think that the show is kind of like trying to do this is the separate lives of her friends it's really not they don't have any depth it's barely one surface one story each fabiola is kind of trying to navigate her new life as after coming out as gay in high school and elenor is dealing with something which is so right. unrelatable even for like a teenager she is like an actress but she is into this other person who is not nice to her it's the worst storyline i don't even want to go into it but 
there's two best friends and uh, Devi's chemistry with the best friends feels like nothing. No people, no three girls have had lesser chemistry than these three ones. Like high school friends, like people are supposed to be um, like teenagers in high school have should have had such like crackling chemistry between the three of them. These are just lines they're reading to each other. One of my worst things that all of these bad side characters do is that like we were talking about this, like they just say the dialogues instead of showing anything about it. Hey, Devi, I'm really sorry. I did not mean to hurt you that day. Oh, it's okay, Eleanor. Like, ugh, I can't stand those scenes, you know, when someone's just reading off a script and there are many such scenes. While I was watching it also, I was making a note of, oh, they're reading the script again, script again you know. Uh, then there's the two guys that Devi is interested in, uh, Paxton Hall and Ben Gross. I think, I don't know, Paxton has his whole like, like it's, they're all such terrible actors and, and they don't have good writing to back anything. So it's really painful to watch them. There is a new addition to the high school, this uh, Indian teenager, Anisha, Anisa, sorry, um, she joins. That kid doesn't feel Indian to me. Like it's it's all like very off with her. She has a storyline. They tried to pack a lot of like bullying and something into her story, and it never really comes across. Um, the other side characters are um, Kamla, who is Devi's cousin, who stays in Devi's house with her mom. She is a whole situation because yeah. I think she's the character yeah. that we hated the most. Yeah. There is so much wrong with how she is written. Uh, she is supposed to be really attractive and she is a scientist. And she, in season two, she works in a lab full of, it's, she works in a lab full of um, other scientists who are all men. And she's trying to navigate that space between being like a woman scientist and asking for what she wants. It, it falls so flat because there is no indication that this is a woman in science. I think if that's the intention to show, there is no such indication. Um, she, she has no screen presence at all. Like she could be on screen and no one's watching. She doesn't have good delivery. Her, she has no comic timing at all. And um, she's given this really like important kind of like role, right? Like she's supposed to be Davy's supporter and men and like the older sister figure in the show, but like none of that is. Yeah, happening. I don't think it was needed. I think at best in the first season there was something to it, and I don't know why it was needed to brought back in the same level and have a separate storyline. I think there was, I I. Every time she was on screen, I was like, okay, five minutes for me to like go make my food or like something like that. And she is she is portrayed, I don't know how much of it is the writing. It's so frustrating to see her character because she is also simultaneously really, really attractive and also really dumb. I have a problem with how this is not all on Mindy Kelling. Lang Fisher is also part of the creator, but I have a problem with generally how attractive people are shown on screen generally especially in like mostly Mindy's shows but it's done with the thing of like a lighter sense of uh, looking at them but I don't like how they are just obsessed over we get it yes Paxson's good looking get it got it got it every time he's introduced it's like oh my god he's so good looking firstly the character is not 17 so I mean the actor playing it is not 17 so fine 
but the character is supposed to be 17 years old it was just too much to constantly just look at them through that lens i yeah. get what they're trying to do they're trying to like shift it on its head and be like you know but it's too much and nobody is that attractive kamala also she's like she's so smart but she's so good looking but she's so dumb and i'm just like just stop it for 5 minutes she is given all these things and she does not back it up in any way at any point in the in the show yeah and the people that she interact one of the things that actually made me really mad in season 1 is when nalini a doctor who lives in a suburb of la puts coconut oil on kamala's head so that she smells more like the groom's mom and that might attract him in 2020 and i was like oh my god did this happen in the 70s is this how that it happened because can you imagine your aunt or my aunt putting coconut oil on my head so that some guy i'm meeting finds me more attractive because i smell like his mom yeah it's so outdated all of this is just it's infuriating because you feel like you already dealt with all this shit and now you've moved on yeah. that's another great like space for kamala to have they could have done something with nerd culture you know i was reading about how like uh and it's high school so everyone's kind of a nerd in this show right like devi's a nerd she wants to go to princeton she's really like smart ben is like very smart um fabiola is a she wants to be she wants to work with robots and all of that so this feels like a very nerd backed like thing which is really cool because they're trying to show all these like smart kids and stuff it's the biggest like the center she is in caltech working in a robotics lab and i have never felt less interested in looking at these people they they could have really had a very cool relationship with her and her peers or even if she's trying to break into this man's world which is also i mean come on we are all for like more women in the works workforce and like in science and everything obviously that was not a struggle that someone's doing in 2021 because not that it's not a struggle her struggle about what do i do now they don't seem to like, like shut up like come on you have dealt with this in high school no you've dealt with the same sexism throughout like your undergrad grad something how is this a question when you're like in your phd program come on like that's bullshit i don't buy that at all and that's the worst advice that anyone ever has pretend to be like them i'm like who is giving this advice <laughs> yeah and she's like okay i'll try it and in the next scene she's like i tried your advice you're just like oh my god every thought that goes through your mind doesn't need to like make it to tv yeah you anyway, know it's that was a missed opportunity to to show some really you know like a cool indian woman in like a science lab and how she kind of like then uses some of her own brain to break yeah. this and i'm really surprised that mindy still thinks the world is split into nerds and hot people some like in around early 2000s nerds became like the most dateable people on in yeah. the classroom right because everyone's like okay smartness is amazing yeah. yeah this is who we are but anyway this brings me to like another thing that is kind of like a pet peeve i don't think it's like a deal breaker for me but i didn't really enjoy it it's the voice overs um john mcenroe is the series voice over and we kind of get why he was kind of narrating the story uh because he is davy's father's favorite tennis player and kind of like you know 
Devi and John McEnroe both have like anger issues, I suppose. Um, at some point, it gets a little tiresome to hear his not very emotive voice as the background, and you're just like, oh my god, just stop. But uh, I think Mindy and uh, Lang Fisher thought like, no, there's something really funny about an older man kind of talking about teens and like someone who's never been in the space kind of narrating the story. I get how that could be exciting, but I think it gets old fast. And sometimes you're just like, I don't even register the voiceover after some time because it's so monotonous. And uh, to begin with, I think voiceovers are a little easier way out to kind of explain what's happening without showing it. But uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know why they kept with it. Maybe it would have been nice to like change the voiceover for this season and be like, somewhere. They did the one thing with like Gigi Hadid that like Paxton story is narrated. Yeah. Apparently that was supposed to be Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, exactly. And this happened in season one also. Ben's uh, voiceover was uh, Andy Samberg and they thought for Paxton it could be Chrissy Teigen but then she got cancelled because some very mean tweets of hers resurfaced and she's sort of like going through a very um, like a reckoning of sorts so it was uh, substituted by Hadid uh, who is the narrator because she like Paxton is very hot and also did you get the brief that Paxton's really hot he's hot by the way and I'm like, am I ob- am I watching this and objectifying this young man? I don't understand. And yeah, and you really don't want to. And Devi wouldn't. Yeah, and that's another thing. Yeah, that's another thing that we spoke about the the two friends. That these are cool teens. They're supposed to be cool teens, right? They're not going to be like, yeah, yeah, go and date two guys. This is a this is a great idea. Invite them both to one party. This is terrible advice. And these are not dumb like. Like dumb kids, you know, it's, it's anyway. I just wanted to say that I watch a lot of TV and I watch a lot of teen TV, like Riverdale, Gossip Girl, even when I was younger, like none of it ever seemed like an actual teen thing. Like when you see the teens in Gossip Girl, they have more uh, control over their emotions, actions, finances, life than most 40 year olds. And they are just like so well put together and, I feel like it's a hard thing to be able to bring out uh, adolescence on screen because it's so all over the place. You're still figuring it out. So to kind of very uh, expertly and articulately talk about it is a very difficult thing, but something that Mindy should be able to do as my... Yeah, and I think that like in season two, she and her co-creator and the show doesn't get a pass for being the first South Asian big TV show. Now that's done, it would have been, and it was overall generally disappointing. I have to say that like while I was watching it, I was okay with it. Like I was not feeling too disappointed by it. But looking back on the show, you start realizing that this is, there are so many missed opportunities. I am, there is nothing more. If they're going to do the same thing in season three, then I don't want to watch it. But um, these are just spaces that they could fill with like some really cool stories. Um, And you made a great point. This is a great time if there is watchability and if there is so much interest for someone else to do like a great show. So Satya, go for it. (laughs) I should do it as well. Since my high school experience was so great, I should write like the most depressing (laughs) school sitcom like nuanced and like real yeah 
where the character is, has no issues all right well that brings us to the end of our show if you like what you heard please tell a friend um that's one way we're going to get new listeners you can find us on all major streaming platforms we're now streaming on everywhere that you get your podcast like us on our facebook instagram or twitter page and follow our journey and you can come say hi to us there and tell us what you thought about our recommendations well this um, episode was brought to you by teenage angst remember you when you thought that everything was happening just to you and you were in the middle of a heightened emotional storm every single day and you couldn't wait to be an adult well the joke is on us thanks for listening see you next time bye